for the show i didn't even realize there was a new show come out called the uh i didn't say it right the acolyte acolytes acolyte yeah yeah that's been in the works for a while wow where have i been yeah where the hell have i been jude law is attached to that mm. now that you say that that does that does sound familiar the list i'm looking at right now does no jude law all right never mind then it has carrie ann moss that lady from uh the Matrix. Ah, I thought that I could have sworn that I saw that Jude Law was attached to something they were doing. Yeah. Do a quick little look googly shirt. Skeleton crew. Ah, that's the one. For those who don't know what the hell. It's a mystery thriller set a hundred years before The Phantom Menace that will explore the dark side of the Force and how the Jedi were blindsided by its emerging threat and led up to the events of the Skywalker saga. I'm in. It just started filming right now, so it's pro- I, I spoke too soon. It's probably going to... It's probably going to come out next year. It's, do you play any of the um, like any of the video games? Yes, I do. The new Jedi Survivor trailer. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is the last game that I played from beginning to end because my son was born and my Xbox has not been hooked up since. And I've already bought that game. I, uh, Amazon had like a Black Friday deal where you could get it for 10 bucks, And so I got it and then forgot about it. And I went, oh yeah, I bought it. And then I have the code. I just got to wait to download it. That game, the... the, the Jedi Fallen Order was phenomenal. It was so fun. These newer games, their stories are like, they kind of connect the dots, right, to other of uh, the shows and the movies. Am I, yeah, am I right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, they're all interconnected. Man, I need to like, well, you know, kids. Kids is getting in the way of the fun, you know? I'm like, when am I going to play this game? I mean, I, I don't even know if my, I got to, I honestly right now, Josh, I don't know where my Xbox is. I got to, I have to figure out where. Maybe it's in that closet. I don't know. So the three shows I want to talk about, yeah, I kind of covered a little bit, is Andor, Bad Batch, and Mandalorian. I guess we'll kind of go just in uh, order they, they are right now. So we can start with Andor, and uh, I know we've talked about it just a little bit. I, I can't remember if we talked about it via text or like on the uh, on our football podcast, oh. but I know we both love the shit out of that show. Freaking amazing. Oh, it To me, it was the best thing that they have done yet. I mean, better than the Man- I liked it better than the Mandalorian. I thought it was the first sort of Star Wars for adults. And I was blown away by how good it was. I love the complexity of the characters. I love the fact that the good guys weren't so good, you know, and sometimes the bad yep. guys were somewhat sympathetic as well. I, I just, it was one of the better visually looking Star Wars shows or even movies that they've done. It was like very professional looking, filmed and directed. And I thought the the casting, the casting was phenomenal, phenomenal oh, casting. Dude. Everybody was a great actor, like almost from every, you know, like from the main char- couple of main characters to all the way down to like just the side character, all just a phenomenal. And I thought the music was great too. I thought there was great yeah. music in that, in that series. Well, and what I really liked too is like, I thought after the heist, it was, that was sort of like going to be it. You know, they would go, but that wasn't it. You know, that was far from it. And it was, and there was a scene in there where it's starting to come back to me where the uh, the quote-unquote rebels grab that imperial imperial officer's family and you're like oh man like they, they might actually you know they might actually kill these people and it's the first time you see the rebellion in that sort of light of they might kill innocent people to get what they want also the first time in star wars history anyone has ever sworn on screen the old brown word came out the prison leader guy like in the room andy circus who played stoke Oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. That's right. When he when they were finally escaped and he couldn't, oh. he said he doesn't know how to swim. I, swim. I was like, I'm gonna. Oh, God, 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to cry right I'm ready to cry right now. Yeah. And what's cool is that Melshi is at Rogue One. Melshi was one of the soldiers that was in the final assault that Andor, I think they radio him. It's like Melshi, Melshi. And the guys can't remember where it was. But yeah, he's that's the dude from the prison. Like they're tying it all together. It's so I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. I hope they do more like it. And I feel like that has honestly, like everything since then has been pretty, pretty good. Like Bad Batch has been good. Man Mandalorian. I think is this season has started off really well. So yeah, I, I was I loved it. Did you watch after the, the the finale and the credits? Did you watch the those little machine things putting together the? Okay, yeah, you saw that. Yep. Thought, oh, that was like oh, that's what they're building. That's what they were yeah. assembling. I was like, what the? Because the whole time you're like, what, are they just doing busy work? Are they just trying to like occupy their time? Because they're like, hey, there's no. It doesn't matter if you're. No one's getting off that. You know, no, no one's getting out of prison. Oh, yeah, like, when they figured that out too, how cool is yeah. that? They're like not leaving. They put like great cinematography too, like wide shots where you see like just how many people are inside that freaking place, you know, where they're showing like different levels mm-hmm. of all the stuff. We're like, holy crap, there's so many, so many prisoners in that damn place. And then the 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 scene at the end, the well, but the scene at the end where they had the funeral for the characters, I can't I can't remember her name. Oh, dude, they're, yeah, they're, uh, it's going down and they have the battle with the. So good. You know who I'm talking about? The like his mom, right? Andor's mom. But that scene was amazing. Her speech and the riot, yeah, and the you know. Then you have the guy from the beginning, the uh, the security guy who was obsessed with fighting Andor, rescuing the uh, ISB officer, and you're like kind of feel sorry for her. It's I just thought it was, it, it was the I think it was the most mature Star Wars we've seen yet, and I hope we see more. Like it was so good. What do you think about like the um, the weird awkward um, romance scene between the between the two like bad guy soldiers, the IBS lady, and then the yeah the dude who's like the yeah the guy who's living with his mom on Coruscant. Yeah, Deidre. I think they're going to be a cool duo because I think they're both fanatics. It's an interesting dynamic or relationship that's kind of unfolding there. It's like awkward, but I don't know if you're. You guys really, I, I feel like he likes her, but I don't know if she's like, oh, he just seems like she's like, she's this, not interested. Stone cold, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. I wouldn't say I criticize it, but it, it, it is definitely the most un Star Wars thing or feel that Star Wars has done. Like, there's, I don't think there's one lightsaber. There's only a couple times when they're shooting like uh, blasters. Hardly any, like, you know, um, like TIE fighters. It's like, it could have been like a complete. It could have, it, it could have been a show that had nothing to do with Star Wars, uh, which is also like a good good thing too. It's like there's good and bad. So like there's like a pro and con there where it's like sometimes I wish there was a little bit, just a little bit more Star Wars. But I'm not complaining because I loved everything about it. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird. Um, I got no problem whatsoever. I what I would have liked to have seen is maybe that scene play out where um, they and the. Uh, um, Saw Gerrera and the other and the guy um, Luthen end up selling out the one the one dude who's been discovered. Like they that the Empire knows he's going to raid their uh, their facilities and they know they're waiting for him. And if they say something, yeah. he's going to blow their contact. They're like we got to let him walk into this trap. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see that play out. That would have mm-hmm. been cool. You know, any everything we've seen of the rebellion, they've always been sort of this you know these paragons of goodness. There's been no gray area. And I think this is the most realistic view that we've seen so far in any Star Wars property of what a rebellion really does look like. Bummer thing too is I think it's gonna be two years till season two. Oh, that's what I heard. I criticized the uh, the Marvel universe for like too much Marvel crap, you know. So 
I'm good that they kind of pace it out because I, I, I think I'd rather, I think I like the feeling of wanting more and, and rather than like, okay, geez, it's just too much. I don't have time for it kind of thing, you know? So I, I like, I like that. I like that. It's like, you know, it's, Agreed. it's good. I like that. I'm like wanting more, more, more wanting more Star Wars instead of just like uh, bombarded with it. Bad Batch, yes. which has been great. I love how they're kind of getting into a bigger sort of world. Um, and again, I think kind of falling off Andor is that there's some shades of gray here. And I like that. And it, I mean, it's hard to do that in an animated show, but I feel like they've gotten, they've gotten, uh, uh, you know, a little more mature with it, especially when they do. Uh, have you seen the episode that's all about Crosshair? Yes, I did. I did. I just, I haven't finished yet. I just started watching it. Okay. That's a good one. There's like the new leader, right? And he's kind of a twerp. He's kind of like a jackass. Yeah. He's like trying to boss around. They've, they've made Crosshair somewhat of a sympathetic character. And I, I like that. Like you empathy, you have some empathy for what he's going through. How do you like the animated stuff compared to the live action? You know, I prefer the live action, but again, I didn't get I didn't get into the Clone Wars series that much just because that that area of the of the lore is not super interesting to me just because I'm more like you know, I mean, I was full on into the books when those were out. Like I love the the uh, the era immediately following Return of the Jedi. That was more my thing. But like I like I said, I've really enjoyed like the Bad Batch was good. Uh, Rebels was good. Mm-hmm. I really like Rebel. Resistance yeah. was all it was okay. It was okay, but yeah, I think I would prefer the live action stuff. Yeah, right there with you too. I will say though, I, I man, I feel like all the animated stuff, the the storytelling is amazing. They do amazing storytelling, um, and I think that's why part of the reason why they are so good too. Because yeah, it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to get over the animated stuff. Because it's getting better though. I, I like like the original Clone War stuff. Man, it was kind of like very elementary looking you know now it's like getting a little more like did you ever watch the old it was like way before the clone war series ever happened and it was like a bunch of five minute shorts that they had on the cartoon network that was done by the same person that did samurai jack oh no yeah no, that's like well, that's you want to talk about like advances yeah but I've, I've liked i've liked the uh like the dealing with the episode like the the clones and what, what do you do with them now that they're not fighting anymore the episode that was on coruscant i thought that was great that was a really good one do you have any predictions or maybe hopeful predictions of how, how you want it to end or what you want to see kind of? How Bad Batch is going to end? I think Sid is going to wind up turning on that. Well, because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a, a break of the relationship there. I think she's going to wind up turning on them. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they are going to get embroiled in probably a bigger conflict than, than that. I think they're yeah. going to get, they're going to get basically pulled into the rebellion at its infancy. I could see Sid getting shady, you know, where she gets like, desperate for something she's going to sell them out for something i could see that because there was that one episode it was the i think it was the racing one where she lost that bet to that one that other thug and he was like yeah mm-hmm. he told her mm-hmm. she goes you watch your back she'll be your friend now but and then plus remember she kind of like hosed them when they're when they lost their spaceship or whatever and she like hey we need your help yeah. and she's like yeah figure it out by yourself that's a good call. That is a that is a good call. I could see that. But I will always make time for the Mandalorian because holy crap, I love oh. that show too. Three episodes deep. How the second one ended with that freaking huge monster thing in the water. Mythosaur. What in God's name? Mythosaur. Yeah, I didn't even know what the hell that was until I started like researching yeah. for the show. And, and like she could, she's trying to maybe possibly ride it or something to win back her uh, Bo-Katan to hopefully win back her career, yeah. respect or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess the lore is is that the the leader who would unite Land uh, Mandalore would you know or the oh, back in the day. The original Mandalore, the guy was whatever his name was, um, rode that dinosaur or rode that beast and led his people to whatever. Um, and what I like about the dynamic between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin is that 
you have one in Din Djarin who is a complete and total, you know, devout fanatic. And then you have another who's pretty much just a total cynic who's like, this, none of this stuff is real. And the two of them are sort of now meeting in the middle. And she saw it. She's like, oh, because she was like, oh, yeah, there's these, these here, the water's no big deal. And then all of a sudden she sees this thing. And it's, I think it, it has immediately changed her world. When he first walked into that water and then hit, the, is it just, what, how did he fall to the bottom like that? I think because he's wearing all that death car, I don't think that's unnecessary floats. <laughs> that's true. Good call. Was, yeah. For a second, I was like, was something, did something grab him and then like pull him under? Yeah, I, thought, but then... I thought the same thing, but I think he just slipped off a ledge. Okay. Yeah. And he's wearing like 600 pounds of armor. Okay. I got it. That makes that works. Yeah. Not, not, not very buoyancy. Not very buoyancy. No. Uh, oh, something else I was reading too. Did you know, like, according to John Favreau, uh, Grogu spent two years with Luke Skywalker training? I did not know that. The weird timeline thing, right? And so that's why supposedly, you know how you like Grogu got the little piece of candy off the table, like with his little, you know, little gem yeah. power stuff. And like he's a little more like um he's got more skills basically. He's got better like yeah. you know, he's got All better right. use of the force. I only I thought he spent like I thought he spent like a it's week like uh, maybe a couple weeks with them. Yeah, it didn't seem like that long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but John Favreau said two years. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. I feel like I need to watch the most recent episode again because I, I didn't really catch everything that the, uh, pretty much like the last half of like the, uh, again, suck with character names, but the guy who was working for Dr. Moff Furry. Gideon, and then he got like his brain wiped. That lady kind of like set him up. I didn't really follow that unless you, unless you have a good understanding when I reach. I don't. And I'm still very curious as to what her angle is, whether she's still working for Moff Gideon. Uh, I kind of got that feeling that maybe she is. Again, I thought what was cool by, about it was that here's the New Republic using Imperial technology that was, quote-unquote, a mind flare to just sort of nudge this guy in the right direction. It's like, hey, man, you guys maybe need to not do this. But I, I actually really, I that episode got some heat, for, I guess, from fans because it didn't have a lot of Mandalorian and Grogu. I thought it was great. I loved it. I, I love this world-building stuff where it's like, let's get a little deeper into what's going on. And, you know, how we're going to try to, how they're trying to bring back the clone technology. Because again, I am so hopeful. What I'm, I'm just really hanging on to here is that they're going to try to find a way to retcon seven, eight, nine and do an alternate time, timeline and do three more movies with this sort of crew. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. And bring back, be, and uh. because Ahsoka is in this timeline and bring back Grand Admiral Thrawn as the big bad. If they do that. Thrawn, that's what. All will be forgiven. And that's what there was a little bit of a, a fan theory. There was the um, like the Tie Fighters that were chasing uh, Bo-Katan and Mandalorian. I think in the, I think last yeah the most recent episode, right? They bombed her home and stuff. Like who was that? Who the hell was after her? Who were those people? Another little tie-in too. If you notice, this episode one of the Mandalorian. It's one of the first shows or one of the first scenes. Sorry, when the Mandalorian and Grogu are in hyperspace, Grogu looks out the window and he sees all oh, the, whale oh, the whales. Those, those whale showed up at the end of Rebels and were part of the reason, I think, I'd have to go back and watch again, but I think they had something to do with the disappearance of Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. So I saw that and I went, aha, here we go. Here we go. We're on the way now. <laughs> they got to bring Thrawn in, dude. Everybody wants to see that guy. That's going to be miss. amazing, dude. It was such a miss that they didn't oh, use him in 7, 8, and 9. I, such a miss. Yeah, I uh... I hope they bring him in because that character is that character is awesome. I love that character. They do it the way that he needs to be, like the way he is in the books. Oh, oh! Do you think Cad Bane? You think Cad Bane's gonna make an appearance, or do you think he's? Do you think he's dead? No, he's not dead. No way. He's not. There's no, no way, way you dead. kill Cad Bane like that. It's like was Boba Fett dead at the end of Return of the Jedi? No, you don't kill Boba. Yeah. It's only three episodes in, but I'm waiting for like 
Yeah, Cad Bane. I'm waiting for uh, Thrawn. I'm waiting for Ahsoka Tana. I'm waiting for all those all those cameos. We got stuff going on here. It's a bigger world, you know. Like I'm, I'm all. I love it. Yeah, it's not just all like Skywalker family. <laughs> the first season of The Mandalorian was really focused on just a small little story arc, and then it got a little mm-hmm. bit bigger in season two, and now it's season three. It seems like they're mm-hmm. opening it up to a bunch of stuff, which I love. Like, let's progress the story. Let's make it bigger. And I'm really curious yeah. if it's gonna if we're gonna see any Ahsoka crossovers again. That's a good question. I do wonder where those Tie Fighters came from. That. It's Bogotan. I'm like, yeah, out of nowhere, like, who's chasing you? Who's mad? Who's mad at you? Is it is it Thrawn? Or the, I've also heard fan theories it could be uh, Moth Gideon. He perhaps escaped on his way to like prison or whatever, and so now they're like trying to get his. He's trying to get his revenge. He's still out there. That's pretty much it. That's all I got in my notes. Is there anything else that you wanted? Like, I've just really been happy with what's come out lately. You know, we've talked about you know, Book of Boba Fett. I thought was terrible, and I'm such a fan of that character. <laughs> I thought that was such a mess. Yeah. And even, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi was all right. It was these, what's been going on since Andor, I thought, has just been going in the right direction. Like, I'm really excited. Do you know if they're going to make up season two of Boba Fett? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they kind of did leave it on a little bit of a cliffhanger. I don't know. Have you seen the Star Wars holiday special, Josh? <laughs> was that like one of the first times Boba Fett made an appearance? National, yes. His very first appearance was in a parade, I believe, in Northern California somewhere. I want to say... Petaluma, but I could be wrong. He was in like a parade. It's the first time okay here in public. But and if you go watch that cartoon from uh, the holiday special, the a lot of stuff from the Mandalorian is pulled right from there. Yeah, well, yeah, he's riding that he, he, his, his rifle, his pulled from that the whole thing. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I remember I was four years old when that thing came out, and it was like I still remember watching it live. And even at four years old, I still remember going, "Kind of sucks." <laughs> It's not good. It's oh, not no. good. It was such a moment. Star Wars is going to be on TV, and then, oh, yeah. yeah. Then just, just a, here's a big old heapy pile of cow dung. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I'm not really finding anything Lando. about Lando. <laughs> the guy who played Lando in uh, Solo. Glover. Danny Danny Glover? Yes. Uh, no, not Danny Glover. That kid, that, uh, Danny Glover's son, right? Danny Glover's son. <laughs> it's Danny Glover's son. It's, uh, Isn't it? Yeah, is it really? It is. It's Danny Glover's. Yeah, yeah, it's Danny Glover's son. Isn't Danny Glover the lethal weapon guy? Yeah, that's his son. Yeah, that's his son. This is what happens when you get old. Just there's people like screaming at their TV. Oh, dude. And you know he's also, um, you know he's a singer too, right? Oh yeah. So he's childish, he's childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Yeah. Donald. Childish Gambino's real name, Donald Glover. Yeah. His dad is Danny Glover. Did not know that. Yeah. There you go. But I'm always feeling good when I can teach you something, Sean. Well, hopefully we'll uh, hop on here next week and uh, we'll cover episode four of The Mandalorian. Yeah, dude, this is good stuff. 